I say it like this to to everyone who asks. This place, this this place has ups, and the ups are very high. And this place is has its downs, and its downs are unlike any other state or city, for that matter, in the whole entire country. It, it can be brutal here, and I, I mean, I'm sure you realize that. I don't want any of y'all to feel sorry for me. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves is when people like cry about my situation or feel bad for me like that. It just makes me feel like I chose, I chose this, okay? I chose to live in my car. I chose to work on Christmas. I chose to leave Texas where I have a lot of close friends. And I have a, and I have plenty of family that that loves me and I love them and I could have very well stayed in Texas if I wanted to but part of the main reason the truth behind pretty much coming to Los Angeles in the first place is and will always be first thing my recovery and staying sober and not using drugs Hello, and welcome to Here in L.A., Venice Edition. Today, we meet Jake McCollum, a famous YouTuber who has lived in his car for over two years. Last December, in the middle of the pandemic, Jake came to L.A., shot a video about his first week being here, sleeping next to the beach, and delivering for Uber Eats, Postmates, and DoorDash. That video was seen by over a half million people and put him on the YouTube map. Since then, he's been tooling around the West Side, Frisco, San Diego, and Santa Barbara. Things you can do when you're free as a bird. But are you really free? That's just one of the pressing questions I had for Jake, which I'm now extremely happy to present to you. Enjoy. I am with... Jake McCollum. What's up, guys? <laughs> Is that how you say it, though? McCollum? Yep, McCollum. I'm surprised you got that right, actually, because oh. a lot of people mess it up. <laughs> Before we, we start chatting, let's just give me a quick background on you. You're, you're a Texan? Yes. Born and raised. And you have been living in your car for over two years now, right? Yes, since March 23rd of 2019. In this car right here, this Acura? In the same one. I've used the, the same vehicle the whole time. Yeah. Wow. And you have driven from, from Texas, and what other states have you gone to on this journey of yours? So I started in Florida, this is the way I can remember the best, and then ended up going back to Texas, then back to Florida, I think. So a lot of Texas and Florida, and then uh, after that I kind of just went, uh, I went to Austin, Austin, Texas, and then from there I kind of would stay a couple days in states along the way to get here to Los Angeles. So I probably stayed in New Mexico. Uh, I think I stayed in uh, the Strip in Las Vegas for a couple days. Uh, let's see what I, I mean. That that's basically it, you know. And then I've hit like what I what I think is are the three main cities here in California: so San Francisco, here Los Angeles, and uh, San Diego. You also spent a little time in Santa Barbara, where I went to college, and Ooh, and yep. you went to a place that I hadn't even been to: those caves. Oh, Lizard's Mouth. Yeah. Lizard's Mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you even hear about that place? Oh, YouTube's a beautiful place, man. Yep. You just get on YouTube and freaking, you just type in the city you want to go to, and I would just 
gorge on content just to figure out what I should do here, what I should do there. Uh, what what are the local things to do? Not just like you know the uh, what, what's the opposite of local tourist tourist, tourist yeah. stuff. You know. And um, has that worked out for you? Has has YouTube come through for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's and, and the reason that I know about you is from YouTube. How long have you had your channel? Oh. I think we're going on four four years now. Maybe it's like three plus. I think. So before you started living in your car, you were YouTubing. What got you into YouTubing then? Uh. So I was on Snapchat a lot. I was on Snapchat, and um, I took advantage of the stories when they came out on Snapchat. It was this new thing. And so I'd always always post on there, always check to see who was checking my stories. I was living in Florida, and um, I was just making these extravagant stories about what I was doing with with my day. And then uh, one of my friends, uh, shout out Dustin, um, <laughs> Dustin was like, hey, your Snapchat kind of reminds me of a vlog on YouTube. And I was like, a blog? And he, I was like, and he was like, no, a vlog with a V. And I was like, okay. And so he told me two people to start watching. One was Casey Neistat. Yeah. And the other one was Austin Augie, this pro, pro BMXer. And so I start watching them like religiously. And essentially they just document their life, post it at the end of the day. And, and that's it. And I was like, wow, that is such, that is such a beautiful thing. Like, I wonder if I could in, incorporate in that in incorporate that in my life and see what I could do with it and so uh, yeah I started doing that uh, how long did it take for your YouTube channel to really take off oh years years so like, so even when people weren't really watching it maybe just your friends maybe some bots from Russia right <laughs> what kept you hanging on uh I think it was the documentation of my life. I liked looking back and being like, oh, that's how I was feeling in that year or that month, you know? Oh, that's what happened th that one time, you know? And so I think that regardless of, um, you know, the growth or how many subs I have, I think I would continue to do it just for the sake of being able to look back. How many years did it take until you got a check from YouTube? Ooh, a check. Um, I probably didn't get a check until a year and a half or so ago. Like, you know, if I, if we've been in the game for three, three and a half years or so, um, it definitely took a really long time for me to grow. Um, because I didn't care. I didn't care about the algorithm. I didn't care about the statistics, about the thumbnails. I just wanted to produce content. And so I wasn't growing at a rapid pace, you know what I mean? Eventually, I started taking YouTube a little bit more seriously in the hopes that I could start to do my own thing. And when I started taking it seriously, that's when I started to make a little bit of money. And um, yeah, so I, I would to answer your question probably like a year and a half ago, and the first paycheck was maybe 300 bucks or something. I think one thing that your fans like me appreciate about you is you are free. You're a free man. If you decide you're going to fucking San Francisco, you're going, and you can stay as long as you damn want. Do you feel that freedom? That's a good question. It's a good question. So yes, I I'm currently able to do that and have been able to do that ever since moving into my car. But from a freedom aspect of things, it's like, uh, well, I, for for anyone who hasn't watched my channel, I I still deal with a lot of like mental illnesses that developed early on in, in my in my life. You know, I've um, 
been addicted to drugs for a really long time. I had an eight-year struggle with, uh, how, how, how can, can I curse and say anything on this? Fuck yeah. Okay, all right. So, crystal, I, I had an addiction to crystal meth for eight years. And so, um, long story short, Sometimes I always feel like I'm still imprisoned. And, an, and another part of me always feels like I can't escape my head. And um, again, another part of me feels like sometimes like I'm just running away. I can't tell if over the past several years I've been doing car life for the sake of car life and getting out there to explore, you know, the country or if it's because I'm running away from my problems. Um... And I, I don't think I've shared that like really on, on, on even my platform on my channel recently, you know. Um, that's something that I'm currently working on is trying to figure out who is Jake. I guess I am free. Just the bottom line is sometimes I don't feel that way. A thousand days ago, I was literally at a house with a roommate I didn't quite get along with. It was Halloween, and uh, and now I'm sitting on the edge of mountains in California, living the dream, living in my car, making YouTube videos, staying sober, working out, running, get to put my feet in the ocean, have an awesome family, have amazing friends. Life is great when you're sober. Ooh, no, oh. just find fighting back tears there for a second man I didn't I didn't realize it would make me feel this way just went, before I started talking about it you know what I mean I really am when you came to LA I feel like your first LA video really exploded you yeah it was the video called my first week living in my car in Los Angeles that that video put me on the map like I don't know how many subscribers I had but it was significantly less than what I have now like after that video blew up that's when everybody started emailing me all these other youtubers were like let's do something um, and I haven't really talked about this but that was kind of a uh, a temporary thing man it was like uh, it was like a taste of fame essentially and it's digressed very it, it digressed very quickly and now i'm kind of at a at a pace because it took a while for me to to finally reach a p place where it's like okay this is how many actual views i'm getting now because it was all over the place for there for a little while i, I was getting a hundred thousand views i was getting half a million views and then all of a sudden it started getting kind of getting lower and lower it's like you know tons of people subbed but um, at the end of the day, who are the real ones? Who are the ones who end up, ended up staying after the big jump? And then, you know, I keep doing my videos and, you know, gradually people leave. And, um, oh my God. Yeah, no, that was just, that was a, a, a crazy, a crazy time in my life. You know, I couldn't walk down the boardwalk without getting noticed like five really? times. Yeah. It's so great. And, uh, but now it's like way more chill. Now I go, I, now I go to the beach and sometimes I don't get recognized at all. Um, but it was, it was cool there for a second, you know? And I don't think people talk about that enough, but that's, that's what fame is. Mm -hmm. You have your hit single, everyone knows you, a year later, nobody knows you. Right, something else happened, you know? <laughs> right, there's a new, a new new kid. 
that, that they're into, you know? And, and I think with YouTubers, especially dude YouTubers, because I feel like, again, women have a little easier um, trail, I feel, a path on YouTube because so much of it is looks. Mm. You know, it's a visual medium. And so there was a, a van YouTuber, this black girl, her first van life video got a million views. I saw that, yeah. I forget her name, but I know her snake's name was Alfredo. Yes! <laughs> yeah. And and with every video, it was more and more curious. Like, is this is this a real experience? Is she faking it? Does she have a team behind her? Like, that van looked just so nice. Right. Like, how does it... it yeah, she was pretty, but there's a million pretty girls on, on YouTube. A lot of people had mixed feelings about that very sudden blow up. Literal, literal it was literally first her video, first video, and million they got views. millions, millions of views. And, and because it wasn't that different than everybody else's first video of living in a van. It was pretty basic video. You yeah. Know? Except for you're right, Alfredo. We did remember that yeah. snake. Yeah. Janine was that her name? Janine or something. Or it could have been Eric for all I know. I, don't know. I had to I had to unfollow her because I was like, "Am I is this is this a scam? Am I being am I, am I part of the problem?" Yeah. Well, she never posts anyways now, so I it's I don't know. It's kind of kind of kind of weird. Maybe because she didn't have to. Maybe the whole thing was to make money. She made her money and got the hell out of there. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. But yeah, lots of instances like that. Just people blowing up and then they digress and then there's people that can stay on a level level pace, you know. Some people that, you know, can kind of gradually... That's ideal, is that you want to grow kind of slowly and build an audience. That's ideal because there's so many people out there that have been trying to make channels. They get, they get this little taste of fame and then it goes right downhill and then they just want to give up. It's like, you know... Um, but that's always been the thing for me is like just gradual growth, having the best subscribers in the world, being, having subs that care, just like Tony here doing the podcast, you know, people that actually want to help each other out. Like that's ideal. That's the best possible thing you can do for your channel is just to appreciate what, what you have, you know, and I've, to be completely honest, I've lost sight of that lately just because I've been so wrapped in, in my own bullshit lately that it's, um... You know, sometimes you forget what's right in front of you sometimes. And it's good to just take a, a step back, you know. And that's what I've been doing the past couple of days is, you know, writing out the past and kind of reflecting. So You've decided I'm going to camp out in uh, PCH. Right, right off of PCH. Yeah. I'm going to camp out over here. Oh, look at this. Triple A's right here. Did they know you had problems? I, no, I doubt <laughs> it. You know what's funny? The side note, yeah. there was a couple of Santa Monica just city trucks that drove around, um, and they wouldn't even help me. No. The, the, yeah, I, I, I was asking them. For anyone who doesn't know, Tony came to save the day. I freaking had, I had to get my car jumped off, and no one would help me. No one would help me. I like, I was literally asking people around the parking lot and everything. Oh, no so one would help. Regular people. Regular people, yeah. I thought your, I thought your fans wouldn't help you. Uh, no, I well, hope I hope they didn't interpret it like that. That, that I think this is worse. I yeah. think a guy in a parking lot with his hood up. I mean, th this is technically Santa Monica. We won't diss Venice in this mm -hmm. way, but I think people around here might feel scammed by people like the Sun Hat Kid. Oh man, 
What's wrong? What's wrong with Sun Hat Kid? <laughs> Nothing. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have known about him. So thank you for turning me on to him. Love you, Sun Hat. <laughs> Love you, Aaron. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Is like there's just a lot of shenanigans going on around here. Yeah. But still, it's like at least like try to help a guy. Like how hard is it to jump? You got the cords and everything. It's not. Yeah, I had the cord. I mean, literally, like, yeah, it's so stupid. People just don't want to take the time. But, again, I have I had an agenda. I've been wanting to uh, podcast you for a long time. But also, I'm lucky enough to have a bit of freedom in that I've been unemployed for a year. So it's not like I'm stuck in an office. And it, let's hope that your fans who, who heard your call were stuck in an office. It's also a Jewish holiday. Right, right, right. So maybe they were doing Jewish things. No, and I've got I've got friends out here. Um, it's just sometimes I don't want to, I guess, bother them. Like shout out Eric, shout, shout out Jeremiah, shout out. It's just all all my boys that are out here. I know that they'd probably come to help me. The thing for me though is like, it shouldn't be that hard. It no. shouldn't be that hard no. to find someone in the same parking lot as you. Yes. To just simply help someone out. It takes five minutes to jump someone off. And and I. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, I feel like if we were hot chicks, we wouldn't have this problem. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I asked some hot chicks. They were parked right over there. They're like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> I don't know about that. They're blasting hip hop music. I'm like, come on. Not that there's anything wrong with hip hop music. I'm just painting a story for y'all. One of, okay, so let's talk about Venice real quick. Because that is the topic on the table. The place that you like to shower, it seems like the most, before your gym reopened, Mm-hmm. was the cold-ass showers, free showers in Venice. Yeah, and here. We're actually parked at one of the parking lots where I take showers. You can, you can, we, we can see the bathroom over there, but yeah, no, they're cold. They are cold. But uh, it took me like, it only took me like a week to get used to the cold showers. And then I, I started hearing that cold showers were better for you anyways. Yeah. And so uh, I honestly got used to it. So now I find myself, after Planet Fitnesses have reopened since I moved here at the worst possible time I possibly could have. Um, I, I find myself taking cold showers even at Planet Fitness when I could be taking hot ones. Really? Yeah. Okay, so this this is this is goes through my mind when I see you on YouTube seemingly shooting yourself in the foot. Is this a addiction thing? Are you are you trying to be uncomfortable on purpose? Uh I I think my my immediate answer is yes. My immediate answer is yes. Because if if for example, uh, we are right next to Shutters on the Beach, which is one of the most exclusive hotels in all of LA. <laughs> and my poor man is taking cold showers 50 feet away from there. Mm. And not not like they would just open their doors for a famous YouTuber. Right. But I, okay, so here's my question. That logic of intentionally being uncomfortable, how does that help you in your recovery? Oh, well, I mean, the car, the, the car and living, yeah, live, living in my car, that helps me tremendously because using those eight years, I was either at a friend's or I was using at, at my parents or I was using in hotels and motels. The only place that I haven't used is my car. 
And I feel, I'm not going to sit there and use in my car either. That's just sketchy, you know what I mean? I don't want to be tweaking out in the middle of the night in a Walmart parking lot. That just doesn't sound appetizing, you know what I mean? And so I think that's a huge reason as to why I've stayed in my car as long as I have mm-hmm. as well. Have you ever been a cigarette smoker? Oh, yeah. Ten, ten, probably 10 years I smoke cigarettes. What about vaping? I vape right now, yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Does the vape mellow you out a little bit? Uh, absolutely. But I'm, it's like my biggest addiction I have. I've been addicted to nicotine since I was like 16. It's like my biggest one. It's been hard. It's been tougher. It was, it's been tougher for me to quit nicotine than it was for me to stop using meth. Wow. Which is, which is why I'm, I mean, thank the Lord. I, I'm not addicted to anything like, like any of those things. Um, but it's it, it's always been weird to me that at AA meetings they all go out for smokes. Mm. Cause, yeah. Because I've heard the same thing that nicotine is way more addictive than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. My theory is love is the most motherfucker of them all. <laughs> yeah. People will do crazy things when they break get breaking up with, while they're trying to get some, you know. That's and... an addiction in itself. Codependency, like uh, yeah, all of that. Are you ever tempted? Uh, to just go to a motel and have a sleep? No. Because bad things might happen? No. I just am so used to living in my car and I don't want to... The whole point of me living in my car is to save money. I don't... Under, I Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I have no, like, uh, desire to go to a hotel or a motel. Understood. And you drink you drink uh, Starbucks when people give you gift cards for Starbucks. When they give me gift cards. And and you you, you almost seem apologetic when you, when you film yourself doing it. Yes, <laughs> it's, fu- <laughs> it's actually really funny that that uh, that you say that. Ever since I got to together with Graham Stephan, my whole outlook like on money and how I'm how I spend it has been kind of altered. And so and so now it's like this. I guess inside joke every time I get Starbucks, I feel guilty because I I regularly get McDonald's coffees now every morning for a dollar. So <laughs> instead of three dollars at Starbucks. And Graham is the YouTuber that moved to Vegas, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, uh, if if I had a healthier relationship with finances, I'd be watching him more often as well. Do you ever watch Samir, the the house guy, who uh, who shows you like ten million dollar houses? That sounds so familiar. What what he does is when he's not showing you those, he'll be drinking a, a Starbucks. He's like, "Hello, my name is Samir, and I'm an idiot. I, I'm a <laughs> loser, and I just paid four dollars for this coffee." I think a lot of people feel guilty about Starbucks coffee. Mm, makes sense. Does it taste better? I well, I usually get my iced coffee from McDonald's. I would say the iced coffee from McDonald's is probably better than. Uh, McDonald's is better than Starbucks, period, pretty much. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. cheaper. So, all right. So, my, my whole point about all this was you've got you've got a lot of fans, uh, myself included, and your fans sometimes will mail you things. That's another reason to be jealous of you, Jake, is I don't get people mailing me things, and the care packages that they give you are very personalized. They'll write handwritten cards. They know the things that you like because they've been watching you. And that's got to make you feel really nice, right? Oh, absolutely. I I think I probably have the best the best subscribers on YouTube. Just be from from a loyalty aspect of things. From um, I, I just feel like they're super caring. I always say, what what is that saying on my channel? Most supportive channel on YouTube. Yeah. 
And so what if one of them said, Jake, I know this is going to make you feel weird, but there's a room for you at Shutters. Just try to have a good night's sleep. Is Shutters that fancy building over there? I'd do it just for a YouTube video. That's it. I wouldn't stay oh, there. there you go. I wouldn't stay there to sleep. I would stay there so I could film the building. Because you would still feel uncomfortable in there. I wouldn't feel uncomfortable. I just... I'm like... I'm so dead set on what I'm, I'm, on what I'm currently doing. Wow. That, I mean, you know... I mean, if someone gifted me, like, a week of staying in that hotel, I'd definitely do it. But, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to pay for it. Of course not. Yeah. But but we shouldn't also be surprised if you snuck into the garage and slept in your car at night? I probably wouldn't do that. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fiending in, the, in my bed. I'm like, I just need to sleep in my car tonight. Acura, where are you, baby? Yeah. <laughs> and this is the Venice Skate Park. Famous skate park. Funny story. First couple of days I was here, I actually busted my ass in front of a ton of people here. So that was a good sesh. I actually got a couple awesome tricks myself that I didn't film because I didn't want to just leave my phone somewhere because there's like a hundred people there and I didn't want it to get stolen. And uh, I haven't made any friends here in California yet because the past week all I've been doing is working trying to make up for the trip it took to get here. But I did get to skate a famous spot here in LA called the Courthouse Ledges, so here's some footage from that. Okay, so let's talk about Venice. Um, when you first came to Venice, was it what you thought it was going to be? Because you must have seen it on movies and TV, right? Absolutely. Like, I did my research prior to coming here, and I knew, I kind of had an idea of what I was getting my myself into. Because, you know, the people who don't know much about, don't know much about L.A., they think, you know, everyone's got this perception, it's the dreamland, you know? You get famous there, you do this, you do that. <laughs> it's beautiful. Lot, you know, Hollywood, oh, Santa Monica Pier, all this other stuff. Um, and although that stuff is great, you know, once you come here and you see it with your own eyes, you kind of get this realization that it's not everything that it's made out to be, like, in commercials and on TV and everything. Um, it can be, this place is, can, can be very dark, too. Um, what did you like about Venice? Uh, the people. I just loved how many people... We're, we're here. That was my first thing. Coming here on a weekend, everyone's walking around. Um, you know, you've got the Venice statue, you've got the Venice skate park, um, all of the shops, like, you know, people smoking weed, like, <laughs> people riding their bikes around. Like, it was ideal. It was a pretty picture-perfect representation that you see in uh, in movies and whatnot. Yeah, like, just like the movie, huh? Yeah. Basically, even yeah. the, even the stores don't don't seem like the little shitty stores of T-shirts and stuff like Germans store yeah. looks straight out of an '80s movie. Yeah, basically. Over here in Venice Beach, wanted to come by here and say hi to Mike right here. Welcome to Venice Beach, the most beautiful place in the whole country here. That's why I always end up coming back. <laughs> Uh, did you take care of Venice while I was gone, man? It was hard because you were not here, but I tried my best and it was really hot last weekend. We were missing you, but now that you're back here in Venice, everything is completed. We had a good time here. Like last week was pretty busy. During the week, it was a little slow though. 
Oh man. See, that, that's the kind of weather I enjoy is the hot. I wish I would have been here, man. But... Yeah, but San Diego was nice too, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For, for some reason though, LA has always got this like gravitational pull on me. I always end up back here for some reason. But even but... look around right now, there's plenty of people here right now. Yep. That's true. Does weed smoke bother you? No. It doesn't. I mean, I don't do it, but it doesn't bother me at all, no. Uh, you're a really good skateboarder, but I don't remember any videos of you skating at the Venice Skate Park. It seems like you're at Stoner and you're at the West LA... Uh... Yep, the, the courthouse in Stoner and Westchester. Do, do, do you not like the Venice uh, Skate Park? It's just always crowded. Too many people? Yeah, and it's it's can be sketchy sometimes over there, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, Venice... Venice is always hit or miss for me because that's where, you know, a lot of the homeless were, were hanging out. Yeah. Um, and some, you know, some of the homeless, they're they're amazing, and but the other ones can be kind of out of their mind and can be sketched to, you know, be around. You realize you're homeless too. Oh, yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not feel homeless because you have a car? Yeah, no, I feel privileged. I'm definitely, I'm on another level, you know? You are on another level. You know, it's funny, I... Uh, before we did Venice, we did Hollywood, and I interviewed a guy who lives in a van, uh, a Van Halen van. It looks like Eddie Van Halen's guitar hmm. with all the stripes. And he, when he would go to food shelters and, or homeless shelters to get food, he said he felt guilty because he doesn't feel homeless because he has a car. Hmm. And I, it sounds like you feel the same way, that you feel lucky that you have at least a roof over your head, a place to store all your crap. You're not going to get beat up in your car. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, if I went if I went through one of those lines, I'd feel like shit. Like you would feel guilty. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's other people that are having to sleep on the pavement. I'm over here. I have a comfortable bed in my car. You know. Yeah. And I can afford to eat. <laughs> it's so. funny. It's funny that you consider it comfortable. It is comfortable for you, though, huh? Oh yeah. And now you got that SpongeBob uh, pillow. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's my pillow now. The uh, the travel pillows you get from Walmart, just they, they weren't cutting it. Couldn't do it. Too thin. And so I found, uh, I went to the kids section, and there, there and behold was SpongeBob. And I was like, how it, th this could not be more perfect. And so... <laughs> Were you yeah. a SpongeBob fan? I was, yeah. Really? I was. So it is perfect. Yep. But, but, but what was funny, and again, this is why people like you. We watch you, we watch you and we're like, that fool's going to die. That fool is going to do X, Y, and Z. And then you, you find a square pillow that fits perfectly into your square back seat. <laughs> and you're like, no, he's going to be fine. He's going to, not only is he going to be fine, he's going to do it with style and he's going to do it originally. Hmm. God bless Emma Chamberlain, but... You were so happy with your stupid SpongeBob pillow. Meanwhile, <laughs> she's living in a $4 million house and it looks like she wants to jump off a bridge. Wow. Right? right? Man, that's a thinker right there. You got me over here. <laughs> but anyways, Man. the joy that you found, I think what speaks to a lot of your viewers, at least me, is we should all try to find those little hidden joys of life the small victories the things that we really need in our life we don't need teslas we don't need five million dollar houses we don't need to walk the red carpet of the met gala to mm -hmm. be happy 
What we need, the Lord will provide, if I want to get religious, or the universe will provide. Mm. And it might cost less than $5, and Walmart might have it. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you spent the night in Venice before? In Venice? Uh, yeah, I think there's a Ralph's down the street that I tried to, got sketched out because of all of the walkers that passed by. And I think I probably moved to Santa Monica where the same thing happened, and so I probably moved on from there. I kind of have to go up several miles before I feel comfortable. I, I won't give away your spot, but, but it's off of PCH, and it's mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, that... That spot works for you because the parking lot is empty at night? Yeah, most of the time. I like it because it's, it's minimal. There's a minimal amount of people there. So it doesn't look like I'm the only car there, you know. Um, and so it's like there might be some, there's still activity. There's a couple people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there any fellow sleepers in their cars in, in that parking lot? Uh, across the street from that parking lot is that main is is PCH and that whole entire section right there is full of vans That's like everyone's go-to spot right there, and that's a well-known thing. That's not a secret um, Literally everyone goes there a lot of people go there to sleep because you get to wake up You're kind of you're kind of on a cliff setting right there, and it's just beautiful to wake up to all, all that's like a huge surf spot um, is over there you wake up and you see like 20 30 surfers out there straight up in the morning you know uh speaking of cold water have you been in this ocean much oh i haven't seen any videos of you in the ocean all right here okay here we go here we go um <laughs> this is something i'm working on right now oh you're working on a video this about is, this this is currently what i am working oh, on oh boy so a couple days ago um i attempted to do this thing i'm a runner by the way guys um i love running uh, my, my longest run was 15 miles, um, a little over half a marathon, but there's this 18-mile run that I want to do. It's from the Hollywood sign all the way to the Santa Monica Pier. It's 18 miles. And I attempted it the other day, and I only made it 10 miles. And so the past couple of days, I have been training for that. Um, back to what you were saying, no, I've never fully immersed myself into the Pacific Ocean. It's very cold. Yes, I felt it with my feet once and I was like fuck that that is I to completely be immersed in that I would need a, a wetsuit or something because that's bullshit I don't know what God was thinking when he made the water this cold but and uh, that pretty yeah and that pretty like it's just <laughs> it's just crazy but I I still want to do it like I'm not not going to do it you know and so uh I told myself that in to unlock the key to me being able to immerse myself into the water, I would have to run to it from the Hollywood sign. Oh. So that's that's why I've been so upset about that run is because I haven't been able to... And I've been here for... How long have I been here? Like, almost a year? Has it been that long? Almost a year, yeah. You know, COVID just screws up time. Oh, yeah. Who knows what time is anymore? But, you know, I was watching you on that run. First of all, congratulations on 10 miles. Nah. I would have died along on mile three. <laughs> but um, you shouldn't beat yourself up. Also, you've been to the Hollywood sign more than I have. And I've lived in California since <laughs> the 80s. And so another reason to live vicariously through you. Um, you also walked from Griffith Observatory to the sign, which which was yeah. awesome. Um, and I think one of your buddies tried to do it with, with like pants on and a sweater. 
Oh, man, Mick. Poor. Shout out, Mick. <laughs> Poor guy. Man. But again, I hope you realize that through these videos, you're teaching people when they come to L.A., first of all, that you can do these things. It's not impossible. Um, and dress right and have water. <laughs> See, after walking like the, the Venice Beach boardwalk and whatnot, I was like, well, there's one huge touristy type thing that everybody wants to do when they go to LA and it's to hike to the Hollywood sign. So we did that and we also went to Hollywood Boulevard to walk the street. All right, next destination, of course, has to be the Hollywood sign. How you feeling so far? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, pretty hot out here. It ready, is hot. <laughs> ready to get there and get back. Yeah. What are your thoughts? You tired? Yeah, it was quite as quite a hike up here. <laughs> yeah, he get a little winded. Uh, I beat some high school students up here. That's true. That's true. We we passed up an entire <laughs> group of high schoolers, so that says something. Do you believe in God? Yes. Okay. Do you pray? Uh, constantly. Really? Yes. yes. Have you read the Bible? Yes, every morning. You that's right. That's right. You do um you have your 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 prayer thing? Yes, every, I have a Discord and so every morning I um I'll read you know a passage that might I read passages that help everybody. There can be people out there that don't even believe in God or or, or the Bible for that matter. But you can't say that there's not useful information in that book. That's like saying that, you know, you don't believe in the dictionary. There's not a word in there. Like, that just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And so I take these, these passages that I feel like anybody could relate to, and that's what I post in the morning. Um, and then also, uh, from a recovery standpoint, uh, I'll post AA and NA because not everyone has the same recovery um, either, you know? Same with religion. I There's things in AA I don't agree with. Same with NA. Same with CMA. Same with smart recovery. All, everything recovery and drug related. Um, you just kind of take bits and pieces of what you want to... Um, well, you know, whatever works for you, do your thing, you know, and we can always learn off each other. That's what I always say. Now, you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to. And by the way, thank you for spending so much time with me today. Um, this has been fun, dude. Oh, good. Because <laughs> you were way on top of my list when I when I did Venice and I was like I gotta get Jake in here because I just want more people to know about you and your YouTube channel and about what you're up to because it's it's very unique and I have watched other van life people car life people and they don't appeal to me the same way that you do and so um, you had a pretty girl arrive Oh, Sophia. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and she was a car life girl, too, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and I was like, this is going to be the best. The two car <laughs> life nice people are going to make car life a little baby. Oh, God. No. No, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. Shout out Sophia, number one. First of all, was it romantic? No. Ugh. Well, but No. Yeah, I, it, oh man. Did you have feelings it, for her? Yeah, uh, 
I got to be careful with my words. You can here. say no comment if you don't want to. No, no, it's fine. I'll just okay. I'll kind of just say what what I can say. Oh. I, she's she's a very smart girl, very good friend, very okay. good friend. Um, and she had to go back to Florida um, to go back to school, and uh, yeah, we just we had a lot of fun while she was here. Um, that that's basically it for that. Do you meet a lot of girls? doing the car life thing uh there's been a couple that i've been able to message back and forth but we're kind of scattered you know um what about fans though do you have like female fans who are like jakey come on over for romance i don't know but most uh, all of the girls that have invited me over have been like 30 plus you know and that's just let me let me rephrase that. They've been like forty five. Uh, they've been older women that have been like, "Oh, you need to come and stay in our guest room for a week or something." And I'm like, "No, that's that's okay." But nothing uh, nothing really romantic. Like, sleeping stuff that I use, uh, just like different blankets. Here's like my toiletries. Toiletries. Like office stuff, like school stuff. Um, art supplies, like everything entertainment, work and school, like goes in that like bed down here. Driver's side. This is also where I sleep at night. I just recline the seat back. So you do sleep just in the in the front seat then? Yeah. Here I keep like some rubbing alcohol, you know, just because of the times you're living in I spray like the bottles of the and stuff. Scratchy things from my windows that I used to cover up. It's kinda like pantyhose for your car windows, I guess, but just, I still don't know how you sleep without window covers. I know, I just I <laughs> the fridge. So over here on the other side, I keep like my, some more sun shoes for my windows. I just use these to cover up like the front whenever I'm sleeping. Yeah. Uh, okay, earlier while we were jumping your car, you were saying that you are trying to figure out what you do want to do. Mm-hmm. What, what is bubbling to the top? I don't want you to commit to anything, but what are, what's, what are your possibilities that you would like to do? I haven't gotten to that part um, as far as what my future is going to look like. If I had to tell you right now, if I had some sort of idea bubbling in the back of my head, I would say that, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at a point where I'm ready to kind of like move on. Um, anyone that has been watching my channel for a while knows that every couple couple of months I'll come out with a video that's like. I'm not feeling this anymore, I'm emotional, I need change, and I'll end up doing something completely different. And um, the past week I've been in that place, but I've identified it early, is what I'm trying to say. Um, because I could have left LA a week ago, but I haven't. And that's because uh, I found this program that, that I'm working called self-authoring, and um, I want to work through it prior to making any major decisions because a long time ago I remember this dream of coming out to LA and trying to make it and um, and now I'm sitting here and I'm like I'm not very fond of this place anymore but I, I again look at myself and I'm like but Jake this is everything that you could have imagined like why do you feel this way and so basically I'm all over the place and I'm trying to unravel this mesh of myself and really trying to find what's because I feel like there's there's something else going on in, in, in the back of Jake's mind that's that's bothering him. It may not be Los Angeles. It might not be Austin, Texas. It might not be Dallas. Um, 
there might be an issue that's going on inside of me that's made me go from one place to the other, you know what I mean? And so that's currently what, what I'm working on uh, right now. So as far as the future goes, I really, I really can't tell you what's next. <laughs> Do you want to be sleeping in your car a year from now? A year from now? Uh... I'd say 62.5% no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, probably no. Do you feel if you're not sleeping in your car that you've lost your identity? Some of it, yeah. Your YouTube edge is gone. Uh, a, a edge of it is gone. This 45-year-old woman has a great fucking guest house with a hot tub. Do you like hot tubs? Sure. Do you like pools better? I, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> she's got a hot tub. She's got a guest house. A place to park the car. She's, oh, she's got really good Wi-Fi. She's got fiber Wi-Fi. Okay, how much is the rent? Nothing. Oh, it's nothing. She just she just wants to be nice to you and flirt with you a little bit, probably. Uh. My question to you is... Does that just ruin the whole vibe of your channel? Because A, it's somebody helping you in a way that it seems like you're uncomfortable with too much support. I was yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of it. Kind of seems boring, honestly. Mm, it's too easy. Yeah, it's too easy. Because your Patreon only has one level, five bucks. Right. You know, you could put a hundred dollars in there, and you might get a couple people that will give you a hundred bucks, right? Yeah. But that's too easy. Sometimes I don't even feel like it's five dollars. I don't even do much with the Patreon. It's just uh, essentially all it is is a way for people to support me on a monthly basis. That's the way I look at it. I mean, you get Discord benefits, but you know the Discord. Not a lot of people use that either. So uh, for your fans, and for for fans of other YouTubers, what are some of the best things that we can do to support our favorite YouTubers? Is liking a video that big of a deal oh that's that's det detrimental yes it's all the all, all for the algorithm that can make or break a video literally like the first like hour of a video if like you've got thousands of people liking it algorithm sees the algorithm will see that and they youtube's like oh we can make money off of this video everyone's liking this video let's get more eyes on it so we can get more ad revenue that's basically how it works and so they'll push the video out even more and then more people see it and more people you know that's basically why all the youtubers are like like the video because um it helps it helps bring more viewers and um so the, so the easiest cheapest way that we can help youtubers that we like just smash like the, the like button yeah smash that's the it. like button and if you really like them subscribe because I imagine that's part of the algorithm too. Yeah, I pr yeah, that has a lot to do with it. So what what else can your fans do? Uh, just smash the like, be supportive, tell your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man about the channel, your family and friends. Um, give some socks to the poor. Give some socks to the poor. That'll definitely help immensely. Um, if if a woman's thirty nine and no, has no, ugh, what's your cutoff? Only Emma Chamberlain can, can invite you over. Oh, that'd be sick. I'd love to chill with her. Emma, Jake is here for you. <laughs> I want to see you two in, in the pool. Because I've only seen her jump in that pool once. Yeah. I want you in that pool with her. I want you guys, uh, I don't know, hitting each other with those uh, those noodles. 
Okay. Yeah. And the noodles. And then, um, and then I want you guys to to get serious. Have a YouTube family. Oh God, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. On that note, Jake. <laughs> God bless you. I'm glad you've made it. Uh, I'm glad you've given LA and California many chances. I'm sorry it hasn't always worked out, but that's what this fucking city is, isn't it? Basically. Man, out of in every single city I've ever visited, this has been the city that I think that I've had the most growth from just because of how many, you know, ups and downs. And so, yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. This was actually a lot of fun. I haven't. Oh, good. I think this was a second podcast I've ever done. That's it? Something like that. Maybe three or something. That's shocking to me. Well, yeah. you're, you're not an easy man to get to. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe I should be a little bit more open-minded, I, you know? Share yourself with the world. You've got things to, to sh- teach people. I appreciate it, dog. All right, my man. <laughs> Wasn't he great? You know who else is great? Our Patreons, who make our dreams come true. When you stoke us, you're saying, Tony, Jordan, here's a pack of socks. Here's six-row tickets to the Weezer Show. Here's a sushi dinner with three incredible women. Every buck you hand over helps us keep this insane project rolling. Shout out to our Patreons, Nancy Rommelman, Allie Miller, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Jamie Taylor, George Wright, Mark Johnson, Kira Ann, Barney Grinky, and Ben Welch. Want to hear your name at the end of next week's show? Go to patreon.com slash here in LA and give till it hurts. Also shout out to our Angelinos. To be an Angelino, all you have to do is PayPal us 25 bucks or more and we will list you on the Here in LA website forever. You will also be given a number to denote how early you got in, making this dream come true. For example, Angelino number one is Allie Miller. Number two, George Wright. Number three, Rita Joanne. Number four, Jason Sutter. Just PayPal your hard-earned cash to busblog at gmail.com. Want to support us, but you're broke AF? You still can help. Post your favorite episodes on your Facebook. You have no idea how much that helps us and turns my frown upside down. Tweet something nice about us. Tell your friends. Tell your friends who don't know Jordan and I. Those are the most important friends. Because how else are they going to know? Tell them how Here in L.A. is spelled. And that it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. Here in L.A. is produced by myself, Tony Pierce, and the true inventor of the French dip sandwich, Les Jordans Cats. Editing, mixing, and music supervision by... Jordan Katz. Songs by Orgone and Jordan Katz. We truly are going to every neighborhood in LA. Crazy as that sounds. There's a few more to do in Venice. Few more people to talk to in Venice. And then we're headed to historic Filipino town. If you know someone as cool as Jake in historic Filipino town, even if they're not sleeping in their car, tell them to write me at Tony at TonyPierce.com. Special thanks to Cindy for creating the logo, Jen Adams for inspiring me to do this, and all the terrible people of Santa Monica Beach who made it possible for me to jump Jake's booty so I could say, 
Aha. Now you gotta let me podcast you. Be excellent to each, to other. each other. 